Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Hello, I'm Rachel Kelly, and you're listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Now, you may have seen recent headlines about the convening of a crisis meeting in Italy as pasta prices boiled over. And that, plus a bean shortage driving up the cost of my favorite beverage, coffee. Now, while there are different factors linked to the price increases of these commodities, there's a clear link or common denominator with all of them. And understandably, that's weather patterns. Now, the latest report from the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations showed that its food price index, or FFPI, rose by 0.6% month on month in April. Now, this may not sound like much, but this marks the first increase in the FFPI since March 2022, when prices rose by 13.1% on month in the wake of Russia's February 2022 invasion of Ukraine. So what's driving up prices now? Well, in terms of the constituent groupings of the FFPI, the increase was driven by a 1.3% month-on-month rise in meat prices and a whopping 17.6% month-on-month rise in the price of sugar. (laughs) Perhaps time to make it one lump, not two, in your tea. Now, to help us understand what's driving these costs and what this means for other commodity prices, as well as what this means for us consumers, we're joined by Matthew Biggin, who's a commodity analyst at Fitch Solutions. Matthew, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks for having me. So Matthew, according to the latest report from BMI, a Fitch Solutions company, sugar prices are far from sweet. They are, in fact, at a decade-plus high. What's driving this? Second month sugar futures right now are trading up at around 25 to 26 cents per pound, which puts prices well above historical averages and up around 40% for the year to date. So firstly, the increase in sugar prices throughout 2023 has been fueled by concerns over supply, which stem from adverse weather conditions in major producers and expectations of an increased diversion of sugar towards ethanol production. So regarding the weather concerns, the key market to look for is India, which is the world's second largest producer. Throughout 2023, India's production outlook has been subjected to a number of downward revisions by the All India Trade Association. So most recently on April the 26th, the group cut its forecast for India's domestic production by around 7%. As a result of its limited output, India's export prospects have reduced, providing support for prices. So for 2022-23, India has allowed just 6 million tonnes of sugar exports, which represents a 46% reduction on the previous year and a substantial departure from the Indian Sugar Mills Association's previous estimates. Uh, Elsewhere in recent weeks, the concerns over global supply have been been exacerbated further by declining production prospects in Thailand, China, Pakistan and the European Union, as well as the drawing forward of of El Nino expectations. So I think the question is, Matthew, are these prices sustainable or can we expect them to cool down looking into next year? So with El Nino, El Nino tends to bring heavy rains to South America, uh, potentially slowing down the harvest in Brazil, the world's largest producer, and whose harvest runs from April to December. Currently, we expect robust Brazilian sugar production in 2023, forecasting an 8% year-on-year increase, which has the potential to weigh on prices but But the looming El Nino is increasing uncertainty about Brazil's harvest. 
Also, the climatic shift to El Nino typically brings about drier conditions in Asia, which happened in 2015 and 2016, causing prices to surge. At the moment, the US Climate Prediction Center has just raised the probability of a transition to El Nino, emerging between May and July, assigning an 82% probability to this. So what does this mean for consumers like you or I? What do we need to be mindful of? The important thing to know about this is it's actually quite hard to say what the impact will be on consumer items. So, for example, if you take a chocolate bar, the amount that is made up for by sugar, the price is determined by so many other factors. So just an increase in the sugar price, it's quite hard to say how that will impact the prices that you'll pay for, let's say, confectionery in a shop, because for that you'll have to pay, there'll be transport inputs, there'll be labour inputs, um, there'll be so many more inputs involved in that than just the price of the commodity. All agricultural commodities are just one input into consumer items. So even if these are going down, like prices will also reflect energy prices, labour prices and transport prices. It's also worth noting that you would expect to see a lag in falling agricultural commodity prices and prices that you may see on the shelves. This would be expected as the consumer items being sold will contain inputs that were bought in the past. And in this case, they were probably bought at a price that is higher than what they're trading at today. Okay, so we know sugar was up over 17%. Everything else was pretty much flat with the exception of meat. Why though? The Food and Agriculture Organization noted that the food price index rose by 0.6% month on month in April 2023. Now this marks the first increase in the benchmark index of international food commodity prices since March 2022 when prices rose by 13% month on month in the wake of the conflict in Ukraine. Now while April's increase marks the first increase in over a year it's important to note a couple of things. Uh, Firstly the index which averaged 127.2 points in April is down about 20% from the 2022 highs following the onset of the conflict in Ukraine. Secondly, while there was an overall increase, there has been a broad easing across several of agricultural commodity groups, which make up the food price index. Um, according to the report, the FAO cereal price index averaged 136 points in April, representing a 1.7% month-on-month decline. Uh, further losses were trimmed by a 2.5% month-on-month increase in rice prices off the back of robust demand from Asian buyers. Now, the decline across cereals uh, across the cereals commodities group then was driven by a 2.3% decline in international wheat prices, a 3.2% drop in world corn prices and a 4.3% decline in barley. Um, So this may differ slightly with what consumers are seeing. Um, Looking ahead, the upcoming extension deadline for the Black Sea Grains Initiative, which has improved the flow of crucial agricultural commodities such as wheat and corn from Ukraine through the Black Sea Corridor, and it's ensured that global prices have come under downward pressure since the initiative was agreed, will influence in which direction the cereal grain index travels from here. Okay, Matthew, well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We've been speaking with Matthew Biggin, who's a commodity analyst at Fitch Solutions, about the latest global food price index report from BMI, a Fitch Solutions company. I'm Rachel Kelly, and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find more just have a search for Eco Money and Money FM 89.3. You can find us on audio, Spotify, as well as the Money FM 89.3 website. I'll see you next week.